Not the kind of guy to say, I told you so, but I told all of you so. I flipping told all of you guys so. So, um, in case you guys missed it, um, couple, couple months ago, we did a multi-part series on Delta 8 and various other cannabinoids. The 2018 Farm Bill, which, which, uh, which 45, uh, i.e. President Trump signed, broadly legalized uh, um, hemp that's no more than 0.3% THC. So that can be, so that's pretty much any cannabinoid that's 0.3% THC over, um, by volume, I believe. So that made that legal in all 50 states, but it's obviously up to the various states to come up with their own laws regulating this. So some states, even though this is federally legal, can still put restrictions. And even if they are a adult use or, or, or recreational sort of area, they themselves can do the same exact thing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, we've seen like adult use states like Montana have very sort of restrictive hemp laws. Or, you know, places like Arizona where it's legal for all adults to, to over 21 to grow and, and, and possess and purchase. Um, Delta 8 can only be sold at the dispensaries. So, uh, again, I mean, it's not just because you live in a, in, in a legal state. That does not literally mean that, um, that the Delta 8 and all these other cannabinoids are going to be legal. And in a lot of people... Um, I believe there's close to 10 states that have not made some form of medical available to their uh, voters. Um, so if you're in one of those states or, or you're in a state that has just legalized medical and you're waiting for the medical dispensaries to be around, um, having these other cannabinoids over the counter that you can buy at most head shops has been a godsend or that you can buy over the internet even better. That's even more um, convenient because you know we all live busy lives we all work for a living we all want to retire and not eat cat food so again a lot of us don't have time buying it on the internet is probably more convenient and works best for our busy schedules i know it does for me um so so that's why the, that's why i did that multi-part series about about these cannabinoids because you have all these politicians that they hate the plant, they hate the people that use the plant, they've, they have not done cannabis. I mean, these politicians that are in power, they're in their 60s, 70s, some, some in their 50s, some, some, some Xers have, have a boomer bent to them and they're in power. Some of them are, some of them are doing that. So it's, it's all those groups I'm talking about that have not done it from like, that have not touched the plant since the 60s or like the early 90s. And now they're making laws regarding marijuana based off their bias. Oh, I got too high one time at that, at that, at, 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 when I was at my frat and I, I made an idiot out of myself with my now wife. So now I don't do weed anymore. Like this is, this is the mindset of these 70 year olds you have in power right now. So, so again, they're going to chomp at the bit to ban any intoxicating cannabinoid or any cannabinoid they just plain and simple don't understand. And that's why I was I was pounding, I was sounding the alarm, and I was pounding the gavel so flipping hard at all these people, at all these all these like nanny state pro regulate morons. Now, 
you're seeing Oregon, Oregon, the first, one of the, yeah, or, no, they're not the first legal state, but they're, they're, I think, I think they're one of the legal states that has done it the best, and I, but, but again, I mean, I think New Mexico is gonna, is gonna take their title pretty soon, but, again, Oregon, um, again, I think they've done legalization the best, and now they are, now they are making it so all, all these other cannabinoids are only gonna be sold at the dispensaries. Now, Again, I mean, Oregon, this is a state where you can get outdoor ounces for 50 bucks. But my concern with my Oregon listeners and for my Oregon listeners and for my, my listeners around the country that use these cannabinoids, my concern isn't, like, for my Oregon listeners because, you know, the price, uh, again, I mean, the like, if they make it so only dispensing can sell Delta 8, I don't think the price is going to be as absurd as anything on the East Coast. But it's the, it's the general principle that you're allowing dispensaries to have a monopoly. You're allowing these entities that, again, I mean, like, in everything in capitalism, profit is the number one motive. And um, they're going to do what they need for profit. So those one or two dollar grams you were getting on the internet, that's going to be gone. And and now that they're subject to, you know, recreational taxes, you're subject to that too. And you were not paying that when you're buying your Delta 8 distillate on the, on the web. You're not paying the 20% tax. You're probably just paying your sales tax in your state. But again, this is why I real so much about pr- against pr- regulating. Because regulating is going to lead to this. It's going to lead to these cannabinoids being paywalled behind either a medical marijuana card or a recreational dispensary. And again, these head shops, again, they, they have to pay employees, they got to pay rent, they got to pay janitors to clean it. It's, so the prices of everything is going to go up across the board if you call for this. Will there be, might there be more safety checks? Sure, that's, that's, that's a possibility. It's possible that, that there, that, that um, the state-run labs are, might be safer than the, than, than, you know, in the independent labs that a lot of these, a lot of these vendors use, that's a, that's a very very um, big possibility. But at what cost? You're going. To, the cost is going to be at access for the average Jane and as and the average Joe, and that's what that's that's who we center the show on. And if those people are going to be left, um, they're going to be left holding the bag, then, then. I'm not going to pursue an action. I try to pursue actions that are in the best interest of the of, of my people. But let's read this art article. And again, what I'm telling you, this is why I told people to not call for crackdowns on 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 any of the any, any cannabinoids. Leave it. Leave adults to make their own decisions. This is from Hemp Industry Daily. Oregon cannabinoid cap, crack. Excuse me. Oregon cannabinoid crackdown has hemp industry standing alarm. A pending crackdown of full-spectrum hemp extracts in Oregon has the industry crying, crying foul over rules that could restrict common, non-intoxicating cannabinoid products to marijuana dispensaries. At issues how the Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Commission is interpreting a law aimed at limiting hemp-derived products, including Delta ATHC, to adult-use marijuana dispensaries. See, this is the this is this is where I said it would all lead, and I'm I'm right. Again, we have I, I don't like being correct on all these issues. I don't. I would love being I love being proven wrong. I do. I really do. I don't like being right. 
Hemp, hemp advocates and dietary supplement interests include the United Natural Product, uh, Products Alliance argue that the rules set for hearing Monday would keep most full-spectrum hemp extract products as well as non-intoxicated cannabinoids like CBN from being sold outside marijuana retail channels. We have to keep in mind that, that Oregon is a very big hemp state. Um, they've... I believe they've been adopters since the 2014 pilot program and, um, you know, Wyden and Merkley, um, their, their senators there have been pretty big advocates for the plant, um, in, in terms of hemp. Um, so again, yeah, something to keep in mind, but yeah, I mean, Oregon has a very, very, um, strong standing in the hemp community because they're such big producers of, of, of hemp products, including various, um, vendors that make, Delta eight distillate and, and and what have you. Um, but let's let's continue. Oregon Oregon seems to have gone a little too far in its effort to establish regulations for intoxicating cannabinoid products. UNPA President Lauren Israelson told Nira Ingredients USA, which covers the nutritional supplement and health food industries. The Oregon Industrial Hemp Farmers Association said in an action alert that the OLCC's THC intoxication thresholds are arbitrary and without scientific or ev evidence basis. Again, these are just 70-year-olds that have not done weed since the 70s. And because, again, because they have a bias, because their, their cannabis tolerance has not, has not advanced past their, past their 20s or whatever... Because they don't like the plant, because they haven't done the plant in so long, or they're just indifferent to it, and they don't know people that do it, they act. They 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 have all the most uncharitable views on marijuana, and they they use their power, they wield their power with these uncharitable views to subjugate and to restrict access to the plant for people like adults like us that love the plant and love the people that use it. That's my problem. These people are using, these people are able to use their bias to, 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 to stop and or hamper cannabis access. And I'm not cool with that. But let's, let's, let's continue. The U.S. Hemp Roundtable asked Oregon last week to take more time on the rules, saying that the proposed changes will have a deeply negative impact on the hemp industry, impairing Oregon farmers and businesses and limiting consumers' access to many non-intoxicating hemp products. But in a scathing response letter sent Friday, Oregon officials accused the hemp advocates of not understanding how much THC makes a product intoxicating and said that the proposed rules are needed to prevent the sale of intoxicating cannabis products to children. Again, just just do an ID check on these websites. It's not... It, the, the, those technologies already exist. Those technologies are already there. You could already do an ID check to check that somebody's 21. Don't give me that crap. Again, these are 70-year-olds that have not done weed since 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 the 1970s or the 60s and they're using this bias to 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 punish people that don't like I mean they're using this bias to punish people that love the plant love the people that use the plant and particularly nugget natures that do this to treat pain and to treat various things 
it is quite another to allow a child to purchase a hemp product that may be intoxicating. OLCC Executive Director Steve Marks wrote, quote, that an industry group advocates for children to be able to legally purchase products containing fifth... No industry is recommending that ever. That an industry group advocates for children to be able to legally purchase products containing 50 milligrams THC is deeply concerning. The commission was to hear public comments on the proposed rules Monday morning with written comments accepted through Wednesday. However, Mark's letter suggested that there was little chance for changing the proposed crackdown. Quote, until there's clear standards in place for hemp products, including packaging label, traceability of test results, the commission will follow statutory guidance in order to protect children and to ensure consumer safeguards are in place, he concluded. End of article. Not the kind of guy to tell you that I told you so on this, but I told you so. I did. I did. And all these pro-regulate people, some of you listen to this podcast, this is all on you, people. This is all on you. One of the biggest hemp markets is you're going to see crackdowns. One of my one of my one of my favorite vendors, Delta Delta Alternatives, that's out in 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 Oregon. They, they because of because of these restrictions that Oregon has implemented by um, um, 2022, they're not going to be able to sell. They're not going to be able to sell across the country anymore. I don't. I think they're going to have to shut down their business entirely. And I've been using them for two years. You know, um, and they've been a godsend because uh, even a gram of distillate in my state is still seventy dollars, and I can get it. I can get one gram. Heck, I can get twenty grams for for fifty bucks. What do you think I'm going to do in that scenario? But you have these these marijuana companies. They don't like that people like me are smart and, and, and are not suckers. And they have to cry foul and they have to cry teacher and say, oh, these unregulated products. Uh, oh, my goodness, there's all this snake oil. And, and, and to be fair, there is in, in some aspects. But again, they do this in bad faith to shut down the compet- the, their competition that's undercutting them. It's not a good faith um, reason like the pro safety and the pro regulate people want. It's not a oh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna establish state run labs in all these fifty states. Those labs are going to be of are gonna be of the utmost highest standards of 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 that individual state, and um, you know we're gonna make sure that these products are as safe as any uh, pharmaceutical you get. That's not the intended goal. Or that's not the, or excuse me, if I may, that's not the intended, that, that's not, that doesn't, that's not the ultimate outcome. The ultimate outcome is this. Only dispensaries are going to be able to sell it and they're going to, char- instead of charging you one or two dollars a gram, they're going to charge you 20 a gram or 30 a gram. This, be careful what, what you people wish for because you just might get it. With that said, I got to get back to my other stuff right now. So I hope you guys had a good one. Peace out. Ciao. And stay medicated, my friends.